purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week we have a special, special guest joining us as we talk about blessings and specifically talking about blessings in disguise. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story, hear her perspective. And before she comes on and says a little bit about herself, I would like to introduce her. Her name is Christina Stanton. She is a wonderful woman of God who has survived two very traumatic situations and now is living to tell her story through the books that she has written about both of these incidents. She came to know the Lord through the big traumatic situation that we know as 9-11 that happened in 2001. And she has also survived other experiences that she will discuss as we go through this podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear her story of what she has found through every season in her life. Without further interruption, Christina, tell the people hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. (laughs) So excited for you to be on here today. If you have anything else that you'd like to say to introduce yourself, this is the perfect time to go for it. No, I just, uh, just a little bit more background. I'm from the capital of Florida at Tallahassee, and I moved to New York City when I was 23, so I could become an actress. So I was that girl. (laughs) There's a lot of us. So I moved to New York when I was 23 because I wanted to be a Broadway singer. (laughs) And that kind of started off my whole time in New York, and I've lived there for 27 years. But I'm still... I'm still a bit of a Southern girl at heart, I have to say. So a little bit Northerner, a little bit Southerner. I kind of have it all going on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. A little bit of both. Mm -hmm. The best of both worlds. Yes, the best of both worlds. (laughs) I'm just super Southern. I don't got anything else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we Southern girls, we're proud, aren't we? We are. We love it. If you say you're from Florida, all kind of things pop up in people's minds. Oh, yes. <laughs> Florida has a mind of its own. It sure does. <laughs> it does its own thing. <laughs> so before we really get into this and start talking about blessings in disguise, I'm just going to pray us in. Yes. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity for us to be able to speak of all the things that you have done in our lives, the ways that you've been sovereign, the ways that you have blessed us beyond what we can even begin to imagine. So we just thank you for that. Lord, I pray for every single ear that's listening to this podcast. I pray that they are encouraged to continue to put their hope in you and their trust in you. I pray that they're able to see you in all things when they seek you in all things. So Lord, just move to this podcast. I pray that you give both Christine and I the words to say, and we'll say them whatever is needed to be shared. I pray that we have the boldness and the strength to be able to share those things. We thank you so much for everything that you have done and are doing in our lives. We love you. We praise you. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So we've been talking about blessings this month. That's the topic of the month. And so just to start things off, how would you define blessing in your own words? Hmm. All right. Well, you know, when I, when I first think of blessings, the very basic of blessings to me are, are words, things like salvation, forgiveness, eternal life with Jesus. 
the Holy Spirit, which gives us insight and power to do God's will. So these, these are blessings that last forever. And they begin immediately with our faith in Jesus. And so these are kind of like the bedrock blessings that, um, and, and blessings are anything that brings us closer to Jesus. Mm. Basically, blessings are more God. Mm. I like that. I like that. More God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that because it, that can be in everything, in your finances, in right, your right, openings, right. Mm-hmm. your school, at your job, wherever. More God. Because he is mm-hmm. good and the things that come from him are good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I love that even in a hard year that we've had, we we can still find more God in all of these situations that we've endured. Some people have lost jobs. Some people, including myself, has have lost loved ones just from um, COVID. We have lost connection with people just because of not being able to socialize as often. There's been a lot of hard things that have happened this year. So from your own experience, just how has 2020 been for you? Have there been some hard moments for you? I mean, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, in March, my husband and I were happy as clams up in New York doing our thing that we always do. And, and even more, um, I was so excited in March because I'm really close to my nieces. They're 15 and they're 17. And we're like BFFs. We talk all the time. They live in Tampa, Florida. So I had flown them up to New York for their spring break. And we were, had all these wonderful plans. We were gonna paint the town red. We were gonna go to high tea at Alice's Tea Shop. We had museums, we had backstage tours. Uh, oh, I had, I, we're gonna see Broadway shows, you name it. And as soon as they came though, literally it, the city started shutting down due to COVID. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of people had, had gotten it by then in the city and well, I guess people really realized that, whoa, it's upon us and it's probably gonna be bad. And so everything started shutting down. So all of my plans kind of went out the door and my nieces, you know, we still, whatever, we, we have a good time wherever we're at, no matter what we're doing. So we, we hung out for a couple of days and enjoyed each other's company. But after a while I said, you know, there's, there's not much to do here. It's kind of a bust because everything's closed and shut down. And it's kind of scary up here, actually. The kind of the vibe on the street is just anxious and scared. Mm. So I think I'm going to fly them home and, and we'll do this another day. And maybe I'll just take this opportunity to, to go home with them and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up at another time and we'll just continue enjoying um, each other's company at their home. And then I'll fly back to New York and everything will be fine. And and um, yeah, because it was really all about just me hanging with the nieces, right? So we flew back to Tampa and guess what? Right away, we all got COVID. Wow. And we actually think that we got it probably on the plane flight down to, to, to Tampa, right? And so thank goodness the nieces didn't get a bad. They were, they were actually kind of fine. But I had a bad, bad bout with it. In fact, I was hospitalized twice. And the doctor even told me I had a 50% chance of surviving it, mm. which was a very scary thing to hear. And not only that, but I don't know about you, but I'm a wimp when it comes to pain. I don't like <laughs> physical pain. At all. Girl, I can feel a pinprick on my skin and I like recoil, right? <laughs> but, so I was in a huge, I, I was in more pain than I'd ever been in my life. And I would just, it just felt like the world was ending. And uh, again, also to hear that, that I might not survive. 
it was a really scary time and it was very sad. And I was also very worried about my nieces. And, and um, so when I finally did recover, which by the way, took a long time and it didn't really look like a recovery when I was recovering, hmm. but I really didn't move for like two months. Wow. And so it was like completely immobile, mm. right? And that was, that's not my jam. You know, I get up and I move and I like to do errands. I'm one of these people who I can't sit down. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I can't, I, I can barely get up to wash the dishes. And I just, it really just turned everything upside down for me because to tell you the truth, I've never had health issues. I've had some other ones, not, you know, we all have issues, but <laughs> health hasn't been one of mine mm -hmm. and so kind of that addition to my life was just very unwelcome and very sad because I was like wow this is when you have bad health then then, then that really just turns everything else around mm -hmm. so yeah so that's and and essentially the whole rest of the year is is kind of has been recovering from that so yeah, it's been a tough year. Yeah, to say the least. And one, just it's an amazing thing for you to be able to be here to talk about your journey with it, that to still have breath in your body to be able to thank goodness, thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. yes. And being in the hospital during the heat of the pandemic, working as a nurse, it was very eye-opening to just see how it was affecting the patients and how, how serious of a disease this was. And so it's interesting just overall to hear your perspective from it and really see like, wow, this could have, it could have been different. Like the doctor said with your 50% chance, it really could have been. It could have gone either way. And I was very aware of that, yeah. <laughs> that this could have, in fact, there is even one night that I really felt like the virus was actually trying to kill me actively trying to kill me mm. like okay let's go in for the kill yeah like the cells were telling each other and um you know that was that was the ninth I call that, that will live in infamy because I really didn't think I was going to survive the night and I think I almost didn't survive the night so it wow. uh I mean it was, it was a close call so but yeah and you know what Stephanie I I had never been in the hospital, now I, I'd gone to the hospital when I was 12 years old to get my appendix taken out. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I'd never been to a hospital before. And just, just the fact of going, just the, the, the act of going to a mm -hmm. hospital was very scary and frightening. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, so just for somebody who's not even used to that environment, I remember one, one doctor looked at me and said, I, he, well, he was using, a, I guess, a stethoscope and listening to my lungs. And he said that I had crackles. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what a crackle is, but, but I, I was like a crackle, I have a crackle in me. It just, everything, everything was just made me paranoid because I was just so not used to being in, in the mm -hmm. hospital environment. Yeah. That's a whole different side of it. Not even the physical, like how it's affecting your body, but just stepping into the hospital for me, I'm more comfortable with it because I'm coming from a nurse's perspective, but being on mm -hmm. the other side of the, the sheet, essentially being in the patient that can be scary. And, and that's a whole other aspect of just the fear of the unknown, the fear of, oh, I'm in a hospital. Like, how bad is this thing? What are all these medical terms? What is, what is this crackle thing you speak of? <laughs> so but to tell you the truth, it didn't really affect my respiratory as, as bad as it affected other people's. It actually was more of a digestive situation for me, which mm -hmm. let, lets you know, me know that, wow, this, 
this virus will attack anything it can really there wasn't a rhyme or reason to a lot of it right right and that's what makes it so interesting because it does it's kind of baffling everyone that even the top scientists and top doctors it's, it's changing and mutating and doing all these things so with surviving covid being in the hospital having the experience of battling this disease for almost two months plus that's a hard thing to go through. And in those situations, it can be hard to see the good in those things. But as we're talking about blessings and specifically blessings in disguise, were you able to see any blessings during this time? Well, yeah, because if, if I said that, you know, um, his blessings are anything that brings us closer to Jesus, mm. there were a lot of blessings there. And mm. a lot of things that really pointed towards Jesus that, 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 that I could, you see very clearly through that experience. One of them was the power of prayer. Now, I mean, that's kind of a cliche at this point. We all hear about the power of prayer and how important prayer is and the importance of praying. But I have to say, as soon as when I was in the hospital the first time, they gave me the COVID test. I tested positive and I spent two hours after that making emails and social media posts, asking people to pray for me. Now I do mission trips at my church. And so I asked my like pastors that I've met on mission trips all over the world to pray for me too, and have their congregations pray for me. I even went to an orphanage in South Africa and I'm very good friends with the, the man who, who founded it and runs it. And he told me he was going to have all the children pray for me. Mm. So I, you know, within a few hours, I know I had a lot of people praying for me. I certainly asked hundreds of people to pray for me. And when there was no, there was no medication that worked on me. When, when it was very clear that this virus could, could do anything it wanted to with my body. I had very little control over it. I had no control. It was just doing its damage, whatever it wanted to do or not wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so when you're at, at that kind of state, there, the only thing there is to do to, is to pray. And so right. prayer was not only super important, it had all come down to, hey, this is just me and God. Mm -hmm. It's just between me and God right now. You know, I couldn't even distract myself by let's say watching TV or looking at social media and just, just, uh, or even talking on the phone. I didn't even have a, enough breast support to talk on the phone. And I didn't want to watch the news and I didn't want to look at social media because there were all these articles about COVID that were getting shared and reshared and how scary things were and all the deaths. And it was just making me feel bad. So I shut everything down and just prayed. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so, so, and I, I really absolutely felt those prayers. And I really think that prayer is what's kept me alive is why I'm, why I'm even here now. Also too, there, the blessings were the help from friends. So, you know, so we were all very used to um, getting deliveries, right? Aren't we all used to that? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? If everybody remembers, deliveries weren't so, so easy to come by in March, or at least they weren't where I lived because there was, a run on a lot like the CVS. They're out of toilet paper. They were out of yeah. Tylenol. They were out of they're out of thermometers. There were uh, people had wouldn't be doing deliveries. People didn't want to do deliveries. There, so I, I was calling, contacting all of these CVSs and local grocery stores, and they were citing one to two week delivery periods, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. So th- when that happens, guess what? We're, we're not, you know, we have to kind of go back in time and rely on family and friends, right? And so I had to call people and said, hey, I'm not used to asking for help, but you know, we, I can't go anywhere because I'm in quarantine and I need food and I need deliveries. And this is, by the way, when I had come home from the hospital, obviously. And that's when people really showed up. They came out, they showed up. And it was another reminder of like how we need each other. We need, to each, we need each other in such a deep way. We need to rely on each other. Deliveries are fine, but sometimes I feel like having things at our fingertips can take us away from that personal touch of, hey, we actually need people. Mm-hmm. And we need people to rely on us. We need to be right. out there providing for other people in their time of need as well. So I also learned a lot about gratitude. You know, when, when I couldn't move, there, there, there were some things, you know, it was the little things I became grateful for. Like, like when I was in quarantine afterward, again, I was grateful for family and friends. I was grateful that I didn't need a ventilator. I was petrified about getting on a ventilator. You know, I'd hear all these horror stories and I'd see the pictures and I was like, Lord, please, please spare me the ventilator. And, um, and he did actually. And I was so grateful for that. And I would pray, Lord, don't let the crackles get worse. <laughs> and I prayed for that and they didn't. Amen. And so I would, and I would be so grateful. I would be so grateful for the small things, but those small things are, are what kept me going, right? Yeah. So there were still, uh, there is, there's always blessings. And I saw a lot of blessings in that place when everything was kind of stripped down from me. Yeah. That's when I really was able to see real blessings. Yeah, that's so good. And I like what you said about just everything being stripped away because I feel like even if we didn't go through COVID this year, we've all been stripped from something. Yes. In whatever capacity that is. And it's very easy to just focus on what was taken away instead of focusing on what we do have, what we still have, or what we can see that maybe is like hidden. And we're like, oh, that's actually a blessing too. Like you mentioned about people being able to just show up. You could easily have just focused on, man, I still have to quarantine. I still have to do this. I can barely move. But you chose to see the blessing in it and see the beauty of the community that was able to be there for you. And so I think it's really important that we, one, come to the knowledge and understanding that there is blessing in everything, that there is more God in everything. Mm-hmm. But we have to have the conscious, we have to make the conscious decision of whether or not we're going to choose to see it and, and accept it or not. Right, right. I totally agree, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's so- that mindset thing. Blessings, again, are anything that brings us closer to Jesus. And I felt like a lot of those things that I witnessed and went through brought me closer to Jesus. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And to just see how he can show up in all things. It's amazing. And, you know, I will say one last thing about that that was really important is there was a time when I was in the hospital that second time when I went and the doctor had just told me I had a 50% chance of, of, of surviving, meaning a 50% chance of dying. And I, again, I couldn't look at social media or the news. It was kind of freaking me out. I couldn't talk on the phone. I didn't even want to talk to my own husband because I was just, I, I just didn't, ha- I didn't have the wind capacity in my lungs to carry on any kind of conversation. So literally just me and God, no TV, no nothing. You know, we have so many distractions in our life. You know, social media, I turned off all the noise because that's all it was, was scary noise. 
and it was just me and God. And, you know, even though I was alone in that hospital room, because we have to be alone if you're, if you, you know, are COVID positive to protect everybody in the environment, but I was alone, but I never felt alone. I really didn't. I really felt the Holy Spirit was with me and comforting me and was hanging out with me. Yeah. I really did feel that way. And so it, I know people say, like, didn't you feel sad and alone? I said, actually, no. No, I, 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 one thing I was very glad about for sure is that I was there without my nieces, meaning my nieces didn't need to be hospitalized. I felt so grateful that it was me and not the girls that I was just completely filled with gratitude about that. I was like, just let it be me, not the girls. But yeah, but just the fact that, you know, the Holy Spirit was with me, I wasn't alone. I was talking with him like he was right next to me and he was. Mm. So, so that was um, definitely a blessing. And how often do we get to a, a point in life when it is, you're very cognizant of the Holy Spirit next to you? Because there's always something going on. Always. You always to, mm-hmm. Yeah, you always have to do something or the TV's on or, oh, you know, I'm looking at all of my electronics. Nope, I didn't have any of that. And it was just me and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. That's very interesting. Quite a few people that I know that have survived it and are strong believers have really just spoke of the experience of the closeness that came from being quarantine with COVID and battling through that. A woman at my church just recovered from it and she's an elderly woman. And she said, I was very aware that there was a possibility that, you know, that I could die. This is her speaking. And she said, but I, I thought I was close to God. I really thought I was just in my past years of serving him. But she said, there was something so different about this encounter she said, it was like, he was just sitting here on my bed next to me. Just, mm-hmm. we were just talking, just hanging out. And she shared something that was very similar to what you said mm. of that. I wasn't alone. I wasn't scared because I felt so protected. I felt so comforted. And it's so interesting that you have very similar experiences um, because it just goes to show that even in what people can consider to be the worst of situations, God is still present. He is still a Psalms 46, one kind of God who says that he's a very present help in time of trouble. Yes. So it's, it's awesome to be able to not only read scripture, but be able to apply it and experience it in your own life. Mm. And, and when it comes to, I mean, thank goodness about that, um, that, that the woman were cut from your church recovered. And when I say I was scared, I was mainly scared of physical pain. I'm not used to physical pain. I don't like physical pain. And <laughs> I, I, I thought that it probably could get pretty bad and, and, and worse. And so, so I, I, I kind of just, I was actually saying, God, if, if I'm meant to die from this, can you take me now? Just because I just don't want to endure any more pain. Mm. But, uh, but I did, definitely felt a sense of peace as far as I know where I'm going. I know who's with me now. I'm not alone. So there was definitely, definite peace there. Mm. That's, and I love that. And this goes to, this goes back to the conversation that we were having offline before we started recording of just the importance of having Christ in your life, because life is hard with Christ or without Christ. Like Mm -hmm. life is just hard in general, but it's so much harder when you don't have Christ as a hope, as someone to put your anchor in, to have that relationship with things are so much harder without God. 
I, I to tell you the truth, I couldn't even imagine it to have to have kind of faced that. I mean, you basically with COVID had an alien or I did an, an alien inside your body trying to wreck, you know, wreck havoc and, and do damage. You have no control over that. It's a very scary prospect. It really is. I felt sensations all over my body that never felt before. And it just felt like something that was inhabiting my body. And it's a, it's a terrible, scary, you know, feeling. And, and, and certainly, certainly nothing I'd ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't imagine with, with all of the, with all of, with all of this newness and, and, and how things could go either way. And I could die in a heartbeat that would be facing that without God. I can't imagine what, is, what, a, what a terrible prospect that would be. Right. And something I thought about as you were just speaking right now about just can't not even be able to imagine it is the fact that maybe some people think that, oh, if she wanted to make sure that she experienced it with God because he healed her body physically. And that's not always the case because I know strong believers that went on to see the Lord after they battle COVID. Oh yes, no, for sure. So it's not, for anyone who's thinking maybe like, oh, well, serving God or like having that relationship with God like is all guaranteed healing. It's not, and and this is not to encourage you in any way, but it is to say that whatever you're facing, you feel peace through it. Right, right, right. Because you accept Jesus. I wish you could just say yes to Jesus and there would be no more problems, but that's not how it's set up. Just well, because- and all of that, but the Bible actually says that we're going to have hardship. Right. It goes and puts that out there. We're going to have hardship. But yeah. the wonderful thing is if we're Christians, we have Christ with us as we endure the hardships of life. Yes. And, and you know what? When we come through the other side of, of a hardship with Jesus, we have something tangible yes. we can give others. We can help them along in their struggle. We have something we can we, we have to help others and, right. and only through Christ can we do that. I mean, I mean, he's literally, we are strengthened through our hardships so that we can help others and, and also point to God's glory. And I think that, you know, you, when you endure a hardship, you do see God's glory in a whole new way. Oh, you would yeah. totally be taking for granted if you hadn't gone through it. I mean, what, what is the life if you're just kind of sailing along, Absolutely. you know, what, what, what lessons do you learn from that? Right. Anything that I've ever been able to encourage others with or speak on in my own personal life, it's been hard times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the great time, the good times are great. I'm happy for them, but you learn stuff in the hard seasons. You absolutely that's where things get refined, is in the fire. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So God is such an intentional God with just how He allows us to endure certain things and allows us to go through various tests and trials for us to be able to see him ultimately above everything else. Yes, we can see provision. We see, you know, healing, which, but all these things point back to him. So besides COVID, have there been any other times in your life where have you been able to see him give you or um, for you to experience being blessed with blessings in disguise? 
Yeah. So, you know, earlier on when I was, uh, I guess I was 31 at this point, but 9-11 happened, the September 11th attacks in New York City. And at that time I was 32 and my husband was 35 and we've been married a year and a half. And we had moved into an apartment just two months earlier. And that apartment just happened to be six blocks away from the World Trade Center complex. And the Twin Towers were within that World Trade Center complex. So we lived in the financial district and I was so glad to live next to those beautiful towers, those beautiful buildings. I just thought that I felt like I had arrived and, and I married this wonderful man and I, you know, I was about to conquer the world. And I was just, I was in such an excited, you know, time in life. And that morning I was asleep and my husband was awake and he ran in and shook me awake and he said, Hey, a bomb has gone off in, in the Twin Towers and one of the towers. So I planted a bomb. So we had this wonderful 300 square foot terrace on the 24th floor where we lived. And so we ran out into this terrace and the terrace overlooked the Twin Towers. So we had this crazy panoramic bird's eye view of these towers literally right in front of us. And we were just watching them in just complete shock when right over my right hand shoulder, the second plane came and it went right over us and right in front of us and it turned its wings a little bit and went into the second tower. And you know, we were so close to that building. The shock waves of it, if you've ever seen this in a movie, it actually blew us back into our apartment and knocked us out on the floor. So we like stumbled back and and literally fell down and, and, and hit our heads. And it was, it was crazy. I remember waking up and my husband was saying, uh, do you want your shoes? I remember thinking, I don't care about shoes. Let's get out of here. Something horrible is happening. I still didn't know exactly what, but I knew something like the end of the world was happening. So we ran down the 24 flights. And when we got outside, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm in my pajamas with no shoes. And so we tried to get back into the apartment and, and, but they wouldn't let us go up because they were only, they were evacuating the building. So we walked to a close park called Battery Park. But anyway, so we go to that park, Battery Park, and we thought we were safe there, but we weren't safe at all. The the Twin Towers came down, covered us with dust and debris. We all thought we were going to die. At one point, my husband and I stopped and we, because everybody was running around trying to trying to you know, basically dodge the dust and debris and the smoke and the fire. And at one point I said, Brian, are we, are we going to die? And he said, yeah, I, th- I think, I think maybe. And I remember we stopped and we held hands and we said the Lord's prayer. And I thought, my goodness, I'm 32 and I am, I'm about to die. Wow. Wow. You know, just yesterday I thought I was on top of the world and now it's, it's all over. And I, didn't do anything. All these, all these things that I wanted to do in life, yeah. I've just started, you know, and I, I just started life. I just I have this wonderful new husband, you know, this is the end of the road. And also I didn't have Jesus at the time. And I remember thinking, gosh, you know, like, where am I going? You know, if I die now, where am I, where am I going? Is Brian going to go with me? Am I going anywhere? And even though I had my husband with me, I felt so sad and so alone, mm-hmm. you know, just contrast that with the hospital when it was just me and I was alone and, but I didn't feel alone at all. I had the Holy spirit and I knew exactly where I was going. If, if the virus took my life, 
you know, as, as opposed to in the midst of 9-11, my husband was with me. There was, there's a thousand people at least in the park running around like crazy, but I certainly wasn't alone, but I never felt more alone and certainly sad and scared because I didn't have Jesus. I didn't know what was going on or where I was going to go. It was a very lonely, sad feeling. Well, as it turns out, we, we were carried off of the, because Manhattan is an island. We were carried off the island by a boat. We didn't get back into our home until the next January. So I think we were homeless from, from September to January. And our dog almost died. He had been, he, you know, he was covered like the rest of us with dust and debris. And you know how animals are. Tried to lick his fur, tried to clean himself. And guess what? In that dust and debris was ground up glass among other things. And it shredded his insides and almost killed him. So our dog was clinging to life. My husband was in a fraternity at college and one of his fraternity brothers worked in one of the towers and he died. And it just kind of went on and on, you know what I'm saying? And through, as the months went on and we had PTSD and we, we didn't even have a home to live in, you know, we were homeless essentially. I was like, gosh, just a few months ago, I mean, I was ready to take on the world. And I'm like an American version of a refugee. I have no job. My husband didn't have a job. It, it just, it, you know, we went from one extreme to the other. And it really kind of stopped me in my tracks and said, okay, what? What is this life all about? And it really made me ask the questions that I didn't care enough to ask about. I didn't care enough to ask. Mm -hmm who God was or Jesus. I just was too busy. I was too busy trying to be a Broadway actress. I was too busy to try to find the perfect husband and, and live in a wonderful Manhattan penthouse. You know, I was too busy doing that stuff. I wasn't interested in knowing what happened in the afterlife. I was too busy. But you know, when, when, when push came to shove and we had to literally say goodbye to each other because we really thought that we were gonna die, none of that stuff mattered you know, the penthouse and the Broadway shows and, and um, you know, just uh, pretty clothes and, and maybe living that 1% kind of Manhattan lifestyle, none of that mattered. Wow. 9-11 was definitely not a blessing. It's, it was absolute man's inhumanity to man. It was how God met me during that low point in the months after 9-11 that he, he took me from that really low, sad, lonely, confused point and pointed me towards him. And he put people in my path who led to him. He, he put, uh, there was a church that actually paid for our vet bill, which was a very high bill. And that was a blessing. And that really made a huge impression on me. So he put all these people and these things and along the way that, that pointed towards him. And so, so literally he met me at my, my lowest point and, and, and brought me to him. You know, it's a blessing, you know, is, is anything that brings us closer to Jesus. Well, the blessing was not 9-11. The blessing was he took that low point and he grabbed me and um, revealed himself to me wow. in the aftermath when I really needed him. Right. I remember them saying that so many Americans began to pray after that. Um, after 9-11 and began to, I think the Bible like was sold out within the next couple of days and weeks after that. Churches were open like in full, like they, like they hadn't been in years. And so just like you said, the blessing was not in 9-11 itself. Um, but just to be able to see Jesus show up in such a real way in your life. Right, 
I mean, all of that, everything you shared is so powerful. Just from being able to see it firsthand, what was happening with 9-11, not many have that experience. Um, a lot of us, everyone knows where they were when 9-11 happened. That's like the question to ask, where were you when 9-11 happened? And a lot of us were, you know, all over the rest of the country, the rest of the world, living our normal lives, you know, going to school, going to work, and we just happened to see the news about it. But for you to be able to see it physically happening in front of you, that is something that many just can't say. And that's, wow. It's, it was, it was, it was wild. It was, it was definitely, it was definitely wild. Oh, and by the way, you're right. You know, what they say in New York City was that the houses of worship, so not just Christian churches, but also synagogues, uh, but they, attendance rose by 40%. Wow. So everybody was definitely, definitely, it shook everybody to their core. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about feeling, I mean, I'm, I don't love that you felt alone, <laughs> but I love what you shared about the contrast between feeling so alone, even though you had someone physically there with you, for 9-11 versus dealing with this um, experience with COVID where you were physically alone, but yet felt so comforted and so in tune with God and felt so near to the Holy Spirit. And it just shows once again, what we were saying of being able to see Jesus in all things and experience him. There is something so special about living a life for Christ. And it's so much more than going to church on Sunday and attending youth group or mission trips or Bible studies. All these things are great. All these things are awesome. And I encourage you to do all of these things, but there's something so special about simply just having that relationship with Christ. There's yeah. something so powerful there that can't be bought, that can't be manufactured, that can't be faked. It's something so distinct about having that closeness with Jesus. Mm, yes, for sure. There's something so good. And I, I love just all the little instances that you said that God would send people your way, which is a blessing. All of these different yes. things, the vet bill, the church helping out, like mm -hmm. so many different pieces. And I love hearing about all the different pieces because I like puzzles. I really <laughs> Me too. I love doing puzzles as a hobby. I'm working on one right now. It's a thousand piece and I kind of gave up for a while. <laughs> so I need to get back to it. Um, but with puzzles, every single piece matters. Every Ooh, single piece. You are so right about that. If something's, if one of them is missing, it just, everything's it just, wrong. <laughs> yes. Don't let it be the corner piece that, you know, and that's a whole, that's a sermon because Jesus is the cornerstone. And if that, if you've ever done a puzzle, if the corner piece is missing, it's so hard. The edges don't meet up. They, they move all over the place. Everything's out of, just out of whack. Every single piece matters and so God is so intentional he's so sovereign in what he does and allows in our lives for us to be able to see him in all things whether yeah. it's the people that we meet the job that we just quote-unquote happen to end up at but it's not really by coincidence at yeah. all yeah or the even for for people that experienced 9-11 I've heard the different scenarios of people saying I would have been at the towers, but I missed the bus. I missed the train. Oh, yes. My shoe fell off. My, you know, all these different things happen. Yes. So God is so intentional with what he does, whether it's for protection, provision, for us to get to know him, all these different things. He puts the pieces together for ultimately for us to be able to see him and enjoy a relationship with him. 
Yes, yes, yes. So good. Yeah. He he does. And a lot of times it does seem like what we're discussing. It's in disguise. Sometimes God is smack dab in your face. Other times he's behind the scenes yet so evident and so powerful. And when you look back, you're like, oh, that was God for sure. Even as you've mentioned how you, when 9-11 happened, you didn't know Christ. But now as a Christian, you can look back and you can see, wow, the church with the paying the vet bill, him sending different people my way, like all these things, all these things, even if we just thought like, oh, cool, that's, that's a cool thing. We're really I'm so like, convinced that, that, that God's put all these blessings in disguise that I've gotten so much more chilled, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't have to get all worked up over something that I didn't get that I wanted because I, it's something, something better is coming. Yeah. So I, 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 well, that's also a little bit of an age thing. And the reason why it's an age thing is because you can look back and you see so many blessings and you're like, remember when God did this and this and this, and if I had my own way, I would have gone down this and this, or, you know, this, the guy that I dated for three years, I was sure we were going to married. And I was so devastated when he broke up with me. And then I met my husband a year later. I, you know, I think a lot, even now we've been married 20 years and I still think about what would have happened if I had had my way and married that guy that I dated for three years that I was devastated and we broke up because I thank God every day for my husband. He's a wonderful man. I still can't believe I got the dude. I'm <laughs> so happy that I'm with him, but I literally think, wow, you know, but that is, Hey, that's a blessing with age because you know, you just realize that God has blessed you so many times against your own wishes that if you're a person like me who connects the dots like that on a basis, then every day you just come up with a conclusion of like, oh no, God's got this right. so much more than I do. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to what we were saying. Some things you can only learn through going through a hard time, through experiencing yes. God show up. Yeah. I remember so many times in college, I would have friends that would be struggling financially to pay for college and stuff. And just trying to encourage them, like God can be a provider, God can do this. And people would ask me, like, how can you be so sure? Like, how are you so chill about this? And it kind of goes back to First um, Peter three fifteen when he encouraged you, always be ready to explain like the hope that's in you um, to others. And I tell him it's because I've seen God show up in my life. I've seen yes. him work over and over again, just as you mentioned. I've seen him take me out or have relationships fail. And I didn't understand why I've seen him rescue me from horrible relationships. I've seen him provide when there was no money and he showed up with the exact amount that I needed. I've seen all of these things happen over and over again. And so just like you said, you get to the point where you're just like, all right, cool. It didn't work out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a project work that I'm working on now. And I thought it would have been done by now. According to my schedule, things should have been already released and stuff like that. But it's not going that way. And I have no fear about it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm 100% positive that all these dead ends, quote unquote, that the project is running into is setting me up for something amazing. So I'm here for it. I'm, I'm just chilling. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you get to that point and you just yeah. come along. And it's a wonderful point to get to because then you like your stress level goes down. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, that you, you might have some stress about some other things, but it ain't gonna be that you 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 get it that like, you know what, God's got this, he's gonna do it. You know, we I can just 
do my best and he's going to work this out. He's got he's this. Got, he's got it. And I have, I have certain friends that worry or are kind of anxious and in the, the thought that always comes to my head, I'm like, I wish you would just be able I wish you would just anchor your hope in Christ. Right. I yeah. wish you would just surrender it to him because he, he'll take all that. And you realize, Oh, I don't have to worry. <laughs> he's got me. But I really love that you were able to just share both of those experiences with us, both 9-11 and COVID, two huge experiences that a lot of us have some form of connection with, whether, whether we know someone that has died from it, experienced it. My dad had COVID. I lost mm -hmm. a couple people due to mm -hmm. COVID. Um, mm -hmm. Or in with 9-11, whether we were there, whether we just remember all the panic in the United States after that day or during that day, we all have some sort of connection with both of these things. And it's so interesting that God has allowed you to survive both of those to tell your story and to bring encouragement and hope to others. Yes, yeah. You know, I, 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 somebody actually said, who's, who's a non-Christian said when they'd heard that I'd gone through both of those calamities were like, so, it sounds like God hates you. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that interesting to a non-Christian? They would say, gosh, I, it sounds like you're a, you're a hated human being. And I thought, are you kidding? How, how funny. I feel completely loved. <laughs> right? I feel blessed. I'm like, wow, what a, what a switch. What a difference yeah. of opinion, depending on, <laughs> you know, whether you're a child of Christ or not, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you see the blessing in it. You see, my God took me through both of those and I'm here to tell the story. So my God loves me. Like, yes, loves me, loves me. <laughs> so with Christian Girls Pop Purpose, obedience and prayer are our foundational pillars for the ministry. So as we've been discussing blessings and blessing in disguise, how would you like to encourage the listeners in regards to purpose, obedience and prayer? So God's original plan was to bless us with a life of peace and fulfillment with him. But as we know, sin ruined that plan from the beginning. But he gives us the ultimate blessing of restoration and forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus. Now talk about other kinds of blessings. So his love, God's love and joy and peace, patience, his kindness and goodness, faithfulness and gentleness, these are awesome blessings too, but Jesus pours out those attributes onto us, right? Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, through the Holy Spirit, we try to live as ambassadors for Christ. Like I'm here on this earth for a little while longer after 9-11, after surviving COVID. And my purpose is to be an ambassador for Christ. And that if you're a follower of Jesus and you have a Holy Spirit in you, that's who you are. That's our purpose. That's what we do. So we may experience trials along the way. It may not be a 9-11. It may not be a COVID, but we're all going to uh, endure hardship. But God's blessing, his, his divine favor, they're all, always there to bring abundance to our lives. Mm. Mm. I like that, to bring abundance in whatever aspect that is. Yeah, and abundance doesn't mean that we're going to have an amazing wardrobe. Right. Abundance doesn't mean that we're going to get the, the highest paying job on the block, right? Abundance is simply these blessings that he, uh, he pours out his, his attributes, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, that is abundance. If we have all that, which we, which we do through the Holy Spirit, 
I mean, talk about abundance. We're overflowing. And, um, and I, for one, like want to be connected up with the Holy Spirit so I can have access to, to these attributes. You know, we need, certainly in this day and age, don't we need a lot more love and joy oh, and peace and patience? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I like that in abundance be through the Holy Spirit, through what he blesses us with. And I've heard people say, and I love it. If God doesn't do a single thing more, he's done and plenty. He's done more than enough. And that's so true. Like we are so, so blessed. We have the opportunity to have a savior. Like that's a huge blessing in itself. Like we have life, we have breath. We may not have all the clothes that we want, but we have clothes on our back. We may not have all the food or all the meals that we desire, but we have food. Like it, it's really abundance is, I would like to say a mindset. Yeah. 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 Because some, some people that live in a one bedroom house in a projects could feel like they live in abundance because they've, yes. they've been without even that. And so now they say, I have a roof over my head. Oh, I am living in abundance. As to someone else, they may have the mindset of they need this, this, and this before they can quote unquote be blessed or living in abundance. Abundance is a mindset and you can have that wherever you are, no matter what situation you're currently facing. It's a choice that you get to make as it is the choice to see the beauty and blessing in all things. And you know what? God doesn't call us to be successful. Mm. He calls us to be faithful. Mm. And I love that because the pressure is off for you to be a CEO of whatever company. And if you do, that's fabulous. But, but the success in human terms is, is not is what he's asked for. He wants us to be faithful, yes. right? And we get our joy and our happiness from being faithful, not from success, mm. right? I love that. And something I thought of is scripture says, when we stand before God, he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful. So yeah, not yeah. well done that good and successful or pretty or well-liked or a bunch of followers on Instagram. He's a faithful servant. That's what he asked for us. And that's what he's called us to success can success is also a mindset. Someone can feel successful with $2 or 20,000, you know, hey, do you remember where I, where I told you I originally went to New York it's yeah. because I wanted to be an actress on the Broadway stage. Well, guess what? I sang all over the world. I sang on cruise ships and I was on a European tour and I did theater everywhere. So in, in worldly terms, I got what I wanted. Mm. I was successful. I achieved what I wanted. I achieved my goals. But do you think that made me happy? Nope. Absolutely not. Not at all. And mm. in fact, I just wanted more. I wanted more. It wasn't good enough. If I made a role in a Broadway show, it wasn't good enough if I wasn't the lead, mm. you know, just, you know, like if I was, if I became, if I was in the chorus is what I'm trying to say, mm. um, that wasn't good enough. I should be a lead. So, and that's, you know, that's what the world does. It's just, it's, yeah. it dangles a carrot in front of you. Right. But so that's, God is not calling us to do that. He's calling us to be faithful to his word. And through that is where we find happiness. And that is a blessing. Absolutely. I love that you said that because it's just so easy for us to get caught up in making our life, right? Making our decisions, climbing up the corporate ladder, doing all these things. But without Christ, we will never completely be satisfied. Yeah. No. It just it will never happen. No money in the world, no fitness journey, no weight loss program, no mm-hmm. amount of income in your bank account 
nothing will truly satisfy like Jesus. And it's not just a cliche thing to say, it's fact, it's truth. And anyone that's lived in sin and tried to fulfill that void knows that it's, that's, you just won't be able to fill it. There's something that only God can fill. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> that's good. I, I really like that. That's real good. So with both of the experiences that you shared, both with COVID and 9-11, I love that you've been able to share your story here on the podcast, but you have also shared your story through two books that you've written. Can you tell the listeners more about these books? I was uh, never a, much of a journaler or, and I loved English in school and, and I did get my major in, in college in English, but I never thought that I would like be a professional writer and, or anything like that. But I kind of felt like at one point, maybe six years ago, the Holy Spirit saying, write a book about your experience in 9-11. I was like, what? I'm, you know, I'm not even a note taker, much less a, you know, a, or a journaler, much less a book writer. So it did take me like five years, but I wrote a book about my nine, our 9-11 experience. And I got so much joy out of that. And so I decided to write another book about COVID. And essentially when I, well, being um, infected by COVID and my whole COVID experience. So essentially there are testimonies about what it looked like. What, what did it look like to live through 9-11? What did the virus look like as I was finding it? But it's a lot more of how did God meet me through it and rescue me from, from the anguish of it and, and put me on a higher plane in a deeper relationship with him. So it's, it's about that. And also there's, there's also uh, like practical things as well as, as such as how do you create, let's say a support system, like a prayer partners. And if, if you go through a hardship, you know, the importance of that and, and, and what I did to feel like I, I, I kind of made my own, my own support system. And yes, yeah, so there are some suggestions of, of, of how to make it through a hardship and to, to make it through on the other side where you're, you're really noticing and, and, and appreciating the blessing of how God, God brought you through that hardship. So um, yeah, so I wrote those two books and you can buy them on Amazon. I think they're just 10 bucks each and and um, people really like them, which is, which is cool, you know, and I, and I wrote the COVID book during COVID because I thought, gosh, you know, I think this is going to be with us for a little while, that if anybody needed any, any thoughts, uh, if, if they, if they had a, a friend who had it or a loved one who had it, maybe, maybe this would give some, some insight into that journey or, or just to prepare for, for, you know, for anybody, uh, anybody in their family that, that, that might get it. So I just kind of felt like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and write it in the midst of the pandemic because it still might be of help to somebody during this, this crazy pandemic time. So, but yeah. So, so exciting. I just, I love that we get to hear first, we get to be able to read about it firsthand experience of just everything that you've seen. Now you shared some here on the podcast, but I'm sure you go into deeper depth on the, in the books of just really your experience with it, the transparency and the vulnerability behind just sharing your story and your experience through those things. It's, it's amazing. In Revelation scripture says that we have overcome through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so we're able to just share our story and we overcome so much just by simply stating, look what the Lord has done in my life. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So y'all have definitely got to check out these books. 
Um, be on the lookout too. We'll be doing a giveaway for one for both of these books, two different giveaways. So I'm super excited about that. But I would love for you guys to check out um, the books. As Christina said, you can find them on Amazon. I also recommend that you check out Christina's website, ChristinaRayStanton.com. Mm -hmm. And Christina is with a C-H. Christina Ray Stanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N.com. Yes. All her links will also be provided on our social media pages as well. But I would love for you guys to check out the website. You get to learn a little bit more about Christina, about her experience, of why she's written these books. One of my favorite tabs is the photo gallery on her website. It's just firsthand photos and, and that show her experience um, specifically through 9-11. And so it's awesome to just see her story, read about more of what God is doing in her life. So I definitely recommend that you check her out. And if you guys are, are in school and you're already up to your ears and reading material, just so you know, everybody tells me it's a very, very quick read and they finish it in like four hours. <laughs> so it's not a heavy duty uh, textbook. It's only, they're both like 200, uh, 200 pages and it's a quick read. That's good. Some people are like, another book. I know. <laughs> my nieces, my own nieces who love me and I love them. They're like, are you kidding? We're in college. You know, like, or, well, one of them is in college now. And she's like, I've got all these friends. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> like, okay, got it. <laughs> That's funny. But yes, I definitely um, would love for you guys to check her out. Christina, are there any other forms of contact that they can reach you? Yeah, just everything's on ChristinaRayStanton.com. And if you did, if anybody did want to reach out and talk to me, I'd love to. Oh, I will say, I, I know a lot of people now are on Facebook and TikTok and some of those other Instagram. However, I am on, uh, I have a, a book website on Facebook, not on the, the other social media. But uh, so on Facebook, you would look up Christina Ray Stanton books. And I post, I have kind of a blog there of, um, of just my thoughts and and excerpts from my book and things like that. And uh, if anybody wanted to write me and, and, and ask me anything or talk to me, that that's a great place to do that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love for them to all check you out on there. Well, once again, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for us to just be able to hear of your story and your testimony and what the Lord has done in your life. I know that the listeners will be so, so blessed by this. Thank you for asking me. It was a great, it was great to talk to you. Yeah. So once again, you guys, make sure you check out her books. And that is it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, you can, after you follow Christina and um, check out her website, you can also join Christian Girls Pop on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. You can look up both with the username Christian Girls Pop. If you would like to send any emails, you can send emails to christiangirlspop at gmail.com. christiangirlspop at gmail.com. If you would like to donate, you can donate via PayPal using the email cgpopdonate at gmail.com. cgpopdonate at gmail.com. This month's Bible study will be hosted on Saturday, November 28th. And there are two opportunities for you to join. We have a 6 p.m. Central Standard Time session on Instagram and then 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook. I'll be going live on both accounts. So make sure you save the date, be on the lookout for the reminders so that you won't miss it. I'd love for you guys to come hang out. We have Jesus Time and Girl Talk. So I'm super excited about that. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much 
Don't you ever forget it.